0: I know that the question of whether to wear spurs or not when you're riding comes up quite a bit. Some people don't want to wear them because they think it's cruel or mean to the horse. Others wear them because they think they are necessary to get their lazy horse to move. Others think that spurs should be used to get more speed out of your horse With this episode, I hope to get rid of some of the confusion surrounding spurs so that you can make an informed decision as to whether or not you should be strapping some onto your boots the next time you head to the barn. I will start this off by saying that nothing bugs me more than being out in public And I don't mean at some sort of horse event where there are competitors walking around. I mean out in public and seeing someone walking around with their spurs on. They drag their feet a little bit extra to make that spurs noise. And everyone looks to see who's wearing spurs. I get it. You ride a horse. You probably have an expensive horse. Ride the Rankest Colts and win lots of buckles. Congratulations. Take the spurs off. You don't need to bring that much attention to yourself. (laughs) Rant over. All kidding aside, the question remains as to whether you should wear spurs at all when you ride. Some barrel racers wear them when they ride. Some don't. Even barrel racers who do wear them when they compete sometimes take them off, too. It can be confusing, but my aim is to clear all that up with this episode. First off, if you are a beginner, it is a good general rule to say that you should not be using spurs. Julie Goodnight said it well when she said that, quote, Spurs are an advanced aid to be used by an advanced rider on an advanced horse, end quote. Using spurs is not as simple as putting them on your heels and off you go. You need to know how to use spurs, which beginners do not. It's not a natural thing that you just start using. It is a skill that needs to be developed. As a beginner, you are still just learning how to use your legs properly. We don't need to be adding the skill of using spurs into the mix as well. It is likely that you are going to end up using the spur aid when it's not needed. I will never forget being in 4-H with a boy who had massive spurs on at one particular riding practice. Not only were they massive, but they also had jingle bobs on them, which made them jingle with every little move of his horse or his leg. And when I say massive spurs, I mean they were massive. They jingled excessively and... The worst part yet, he had no idea how to use them. Not only was everyone annoyed by the constant jingling by the end of the ride, but more problematic was the fact that his poor chestnut mare finished off her riding practice with a bloody belly from where he had made contact with the spurs. I don't know if, anyone ever said anything to him or to his mom. I was only 10 years old or so myself, so I certainly didn't say anything, but I do remember feeling incredibly bad for that poor mare. If you see something like this, please say something. Don't create a big scene or anything like that. People can be touchy when you quote-unquote tell them what to do with their horses, Uh, maybe direct them to this episode of the podcast. As I said, as a beginner rider, you are still learning how to use your leg cues. There may be times when you incorrectly cue your horse with your leg or miss cueing when you should have. This can cause confusion for your horse when the signals he's receiving are not clear. And this would only be exasperated by having spurs on your boots as spurs will exaggerate any cue that you apply with your leg. Once you have advanced your riding skills and are riding a well-broke horse, you can then consider putting on a pair of spurs. For me personally, I know that when I was starting out, I had spurs on and it actually resulted in me not using my legs when I should have. This is because I was scared of what would happen if I applied spurs to my horse. Of course, this kind of defeats the purpose of having spurs on if you're not going to use them. Why should you have spurs on if you're not going to use them? Even worse, why would I wear spurs if they're going to prevent me from riding my horse correctly? But That's exactly what happened. And it actually caused me to develop a bad habit for a while. The bad habit was that I didn't use my legs. Obviously, this is a bit of an issue when you are riding a horse. Leg cues are a huge part of riding your horse. If you're only whispering with your leg cues, that can be just as confusing if not more so than if I hadn't applied my legs at all. Like I'll say probably time and time again throughout this episode, as a beginner, it's best to start out without spurs until you are well-versed in the language of leg cues. A beginner rider, in addition to learning how to properly cue using their legs, is also learning how to cue using their body and seat position. Many riders do not understand the power that they hold in both their body and their seat. A lot of cueing can come from your body and seat making spurs unnecessary. My belief is that beginners should learn how to utilize these aids before putting on spurs. If you're having difficulties using your legs and seat, I highly encourage you to check out some of my earlier episodes that I released back in December of 2019 where I went over common rider problems and how to solve them, including problems with your legs and your seat. Just like your leg cues, my suggestion is not to put spurs on your boots until you have a good understanding of how to use your body and seat cues as well. I will never forget when I went to a clinic several years ago. I was having issues getting my horse getting up and moving. He was, you know, your typical lazy gelding. I had spurs on but due to my timid leg cues and my overall quiet body my horse just did not have energy in his body that we were looking for. The clinician got on him just to see what he felt like and you know what? She had no trouble getting that horse to go and she wasn't wearing spurs. From the combination of her leg cues and the energy in her body, she was able to make him move without much effort at all. As a beginner, I hadn't understood this, but I definitely got the picture when she made my horse move um, with her first time riding him in ways that I never had after hours and hours of being on his back. my next area that I wanted to touch on is the horse you're riding. Not every horse should be ridden with spurs. In fact, in an ideal world, your horse would be sensitive enough to your cues that spurs would be unnecessary for even the most advanced riding. In my opinion, and there may be some of you out there who disagree with this. Green broke horses should not be ridden with spurs. They're just learning. And I think it is important for them to learn what the heel of a boot feels like. Many green bro horses can also be a bit on the sensitive side, particularly in those first few rides. So adding a spur to the mix could end up in a rodeo that we didn't want to take part in. Once a horse is more advanced, you can then consider using spurs, but even then, spurs may not be necessary. Like I said above, there are many world champion horses out there that are not ridden with spurs. And you know what? They're world champions. I should say, though... That even if your horse is advanced, it may not be a good idea to ride with spurs. Some horses are more sensitive in nature than others, and using spurs could do more harm than good. The horse may become anxious when you ride, which would not be enjoyable for you or the horse. There are many situations where spurs are used with an advanced rider on an advanced horse where they should not be. For example, spurs should not be depended on to help with a lazy horse. Yes, spurs can help in this situation, and I have definitely used them for this purpose on my gelding, but they should not be the ultimate solution. Riding techniques, body and seat position, as well as riding crops can be used to help with a lazy horse. In this case, the spurs may work for the time being, but you will find that they slowly lose their effectiveness. I had this issue last summer I found that my gelding was getting duller and duller to my leg cues Particularly on those days when the sun was really warm and it was hot outside. It was nearly impossible to keep my horse moving and It got to the point where I felt like I was constantly cueing him In fact, I felt like I was nagging him which I probably was nagging We had just gotten into this bad spiral of a situation where each ride he got more and more dull, even to my spurs. Eventually, I had just had enough. I hated always having to cue him. It felt like I was working harder than he was. I would get out of breath, and the rides just weren't enjoyable anymore. So I decided that we needed to fix this. If you are having this issue, i Definitely suggest that you try this. So you start at the stop. Cue your horse for the walk by gently squeezing with your legs. If he does not immediately respond, do a combination of clucking and tapping your horse on the rump with a a whip. You can do one or the other or both, but just make sure that the cue after the cue to walk is abrupt and sends the message that he needs to walk now or there will be consequences. Let him walk a few strides and then ask him to stop. Stop for a moment and then repeat the process. You want your horse to get to the point that he is energetically moving into the walk when cued. I found that this exercise worked the best at gates faster than doing the walk stop transition. So like moving from the walk to the trot or moving from the trot to the lope and back down. Again, you do the same thing. As you are walking around, ask for the trot. If he doesn't immediately trot off, apply a more aggressive cue right away. This may be another cluck and a touch of the whip. Just make sure, again, that he cannot ignore that cue. Oh, and you should be doing this without spurs. I forgot to mention that. You should just have the heel of your boot. Do this enough, and you will be surprised at the difference. I did this with my gelding, and he was completely different after actually a short period of time. Of course, I still have to maintain this responsiveness by doing this exercise from time to time because it's just in his nature to be a lazy gelding that just plods along, especially as he gets older and older, but it has improved his responsiveness to my cues substantially. In fact, I don't ride with spurs on him most of the time anymore because he is way more, more responsive. Anyways, the, that story is just to point out that spurs are no, shouldn't be used for a lazy horse. If you have a lazy horse, they can get dull on spurs just as they can the heel of your boot. If you use your spurs to motivate a lazy horse, you will eventually either rub the hair on their sides off or worst case scenario you could actually cause them to bleed from where you apply the spur aid which is absolutely the last thing that you want especially if you're at any sort of event that's a surefire way to get disqualified. Spurs are also often used as a speed aid. Again, like I said with the lazy horse, there are many things you can do to encourage a horse to run faster without the use of spurs. Spurs can help, but should not be the thing that you are relying on to get speed out of your horse. If you are having trouble getting speed out of your horse, the best thing to help with that is to, one, get to a track or some sort of flat open area free of holes and whatnot. And two, get a horse to run against you. There is nothing like a wide open space and a competitor to get a sluggish horse to move. And you have to remember that not all horses know how to run with a human on their back, particularly if that human is moving all over the place up there, Swinging around a whip and swinging their legs wildly out to the sides. It is a learned skill for a horse and you can't just expect to kick your horse a bunch with your spurs and get him to move like sea biscuit. It takes practice, not spurs. Trust me, even some of the girls running at the most competitive barrel races on the planet don't use spurs. Speed is not a result of spurs. It's a combination of an energetic rider and a horse that is knowledgeable, trained, and willing. Spurs are not going to bring any of those things to the table. So what should spurs be used for if they aren't meant for a lazy horse or to make your horse go faster? Spurs should be used as a leg refinement tool. And that is it. I have often heard them compared to a megaphone. A megaphone will make your usual voice louder. A spur does the same thing to your leg cue. If you look at a pen of rainers, they are all wearing spurs. And this is because they need their horse to respond to their subtle cues in an instant. There needs to be no delay, and it needs to be done with very little movement. And this is why, on occasion, I have worn spurs. While I don't need to be as refined as a reiner, I do need, on occasion, for my horse to respond to my cues precisely and quickly. Especially if we're going at speed on the barrel pattern. If I ask my horse to pick up his shoulder, I need that response now without me laying my leg into him. And I should say, just because I may be wearing spurs does not mean that I'm using them. I will typically use my calf for the most part and then will only apply the heel and therefore the spur if needed. So I will just reiterate wearing spurs is not meant to be a fashion statement in the Western industry in particular. I feel like people Some people wear them and ride with them just because everyone else is Just because everyone else is wearing spurs Does not mean that you need to wear spurs Assess your situation and make a decision based on that If you are unsure Ask someone with more experience. Ask them to give you some advice on what would be the best for you and your horse. They will be able to tell you whether you need spurs at all, and if you do, what style of spur would be best. At the end of the day, I would just say that you should make sure that, A, you are a good enough rider to apply your cues properly without spurs, B, that your horse has been trained to respond to the spurs. And C, that your reasons for using the spurs make sense. If you can check all of those boxes, then you should be in good shape. Alright everyone, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and got some value out of the podcast today. If you did, I'd love if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen. Also, be sure to check out A Cowgirl and Her Horse on Facebook and Instagram. You can also head over to anchor.fm to leave a voice memo. Ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hello. Lastly, be sure to check out acowgirlandherhorse.com slash deals for all sorts of exclusive offers, and to get 10% off your entire order at horse.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, it's always a good day to ride.